0: Welcome to Seat Time, everybody, the off-road show that brings you all the results, news, and online shenanigans that make being online a good time. We'd like to say thank you to Fly Racing for their support of Seat Time. Please go check them out at flyracing.com. Welcome to Seat Time, everybody. It is episode number 140. Better said, it's episode 140. And uh, luckily, we have a guest in studio this evening. So that's two shows in a row that's two weeks in a row so two shows of ladies on the couch i mean if i'm not bringing in good looking ladies i don't know what else i'm doing here i have to killing say it. yeah killing it As hashtag killing it um, i just feel that you guys have br- there's some kick-ass ladies in this field in this arena of dirt bike racing and i'm just glad that i'm friends with you and i feel like i would like to have your knowledge as as would the other viewers so well hello yeah hi this is jordan Um, So for those who have no idea what you've turned into, uh, sorry that you're here, but this is Sea Time. This is the online show for the off-road enthusiast. If you like beer drinking, bench racing, or just talking about Josh Strang's awesome hairdo, this is definitely going to be the show for you because luckily Josh Strang is even on. Yay! So Seat Time, brought to you by the fine folks over at Fly Racing. You can check them out at flyracing.com. Stillwell Performance, making all of your squishy suck less. Stillwellperformance.com. It's <laughs> <That's> pretty easy. <laughs> KR Performance and their Arrive and Ride program. You can find out more about that at kr 4 And, of course, the fine gentlemen and ladies over at Fast Company with their bitchin' flex bars and their torque spoke wrench. Saying that fast, I've tried a couple times, the torque spoke wrench. You will screw that up. I'm I'm quite impressed. You still will want to buy one, regardless of how many times you say it wrong. But uh, fastco.com is where you can find out more about those, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Of course, Seat Time, we're all over the place socially. You could just search for us, find us in those, those fun areas. But since this is a show, if you enjoy watching, you can subscribe to the YouTube channel, and that'll be a great way to catch the archives. If not, if you would just prefer to say, Brian's ugly, I only watch when he brings on the hot ladies then audio might be the best bet. Stitcher or iTunes, you can search for seat time, but you want to do that as two words, not one. Um, and you can even throw in a pint full of awesome there. Uh, that is still our tagline, at heart. Um, obviously, Hashtag. I've been training. I know, I did drinking way too much water in all these episodes lately, but my mo- <laughs> it's almost up. At the end of September, I'll be done training for the Baja Rally, and I can at least consume two to three adult beverages per show and make everybody jealous about being... Of nothing, really. I mean, we're just on the internet talking and drinking beer. <laughs> so, we do have a couple guests this evening. We have Jordan Bailey in studio. Jordan, how is your evening going?
1: Pretty well. I had school all day, so it's Woo! nice to be away from that.
0: Nice. Well, we're definitely going to talk about how awesome you are and the <laughs> stuff that we did this past weekend with uh, Mark Weeks. And mark Weeks, not Mark. There were more than one Mark but only one Mark Weeks. That's true. And, uh, and only one track that he put together for a race this weekend. <laughs> so, our guest this evening that we're going to chat to right now is Mr. Josh Strang, the Australian, fourth at the Australian four day Enduro uh, recently. I want to say this past weekend, but it was not. But then, second overall at the Little Brown Jug Enduro this past weekend in South Carolina. Mr. Josh Strang, how was your evening going, kind sir?
2: Mm. Uh, not too bad. A little better now. I'm looking at two good-looking people on the screen, but uh, it's uh, <laughs> no, it's going all right.
0: Two good-looking people. I just, I, I'm gonna make sure that everybody caught that because I could. There are multiple times that ladies have come on this show, and they're the only ones that get recognition. <laughs> but you look at your life. Mean, I, I,
2: I mean, look at that mustache. I've been trying to grow my mustache for like. A month now, and it's, like, not even close to that one, so...
0: Yeah, well...
1: Not even close, it's an understatement. <laughs> you
0: look like you're from Oklahoma, to be completely honest, with that uh, little, little bit of... That, that pussy yeah. duster that you're trying to achieve yeah. there. <laughs> we got nothing going on there, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's what goes on. What you need to do, maybe... I know that you wear... What is, it, is it virus? The, the compression yeah. that you wear? You might yeah. need to try to see if they have, like, a face compression thing. Face compression? And that might... I don't. I mean, at this point, try
2: anything because you're. Just, you're to look into it.
0: Yeah, you're really slacking big time. But we know that you're a fantastic dirt bike rider. And to be honest, we won't make fun of you for that because you do it really, really well. So let's just talk really quick. I, I, we're going to go more in depth: Australian 4 Day Enduro and the National Enduro that just happened. But besides those two things, kind of, what does your GNCC summer break look like?
2: Uh, this year summer break not much. Um, some adult beverages, um, some country music concerts, which I enjoy, and then uh, some bicycling, and triathlons, uh, Lake Time. I live close to Lake Norman here in North Carolina. And, uh, yeah, just a bunch of fun, really. That
0: sounds like the way to do it. Is that how you treated your summer breaks from GNCCs? Uh, yeah, yeah.
2: Some adult beverages?
0: Some no. Lake Time country music? No, no. No, Not at all. <laughs> Look, Sorry. you're from Texas. I'm what from Texas. He's from Australia, living in North Carolina. How are you not following? How did you not follow suit with this?
1: I don't know. I just missed that whole thing. I guess that's
0: okay. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Um, it happens. So, country music festival or country music concerts. What was your favorite?
2: Uh, I don't know. There's a couple of them. I got to say, Keith Urban. He's an Aussie, so I mean, I mean, you got to support your local, I your can- hero. <laughs>
0: Yeah, especially when they're local is like local in the states from like what an eighteen-hour plane flight.
2: Yeah, no. So Keith, I Luke, Bryan, I went to him. He's real, he's real good. Um, there's a couple coming up. I don't know. It's just, just fun. It's a cool place. It's good time to go, even if the singer sucks anyway. So. Right.
0: Yeah, I would imagine, I have not been to a lot of country shows, but I'd imagine it's kind of chill, relax, drink some beers, hang on. I
2: mean, you don't even have uh, to have
0: beers. But. Oh,
2: no? No, Well, if on you, on? If you buy the cheap tickets and stand up on the lawn, you get to see a fair bit of crazy crazy stuff go down. So, so uh, it's... So, that's uh, the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds by, like by, Josh long, Strang and I need to go to tickets. a concert together. Go watch yeah, the we, crazies. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, hey, I might, be, I might be one of those people. <laughs>
0: he's <laughs> like he's having some adult beverages but since he's still got some racing to do he can't become said crazy but i don't know give it a couple of years when he's not really on break and he's just you know out there having a good time josh yeah. frank and i might tear it up oh wait we already did that yeah that was we don't need to talk about that um i'm excited though i'm one i'm glad you did that i think that it's very tough to kind of take it so serious so compact and then have this you know 3 to 4 month break where you're kind of like well I can't really go race every weekend because there's not races it's super hot what do I do let's have a good time you know you don't need to get drunk every night you need to still train but having a few adult beverages you know having a good time i think kind of makes it a little bit easier to get back into it because you don't feel like you missed out on too much so that's my thoughts
2: yeah no the- good. I, I i agree it's uh it's all, i mean uh, i've been racing here now for this is my eighth year, I think, and uh, I think like these last couple of years, I've I've figured out that you have to incorporate a lot more fun and, and relaxing into the racing side of things to keep it keep the career going uh, longer. I think so. Um, and I'm I'm getting old now, I'm like 26. So I can enjoy a beer or two, one night a week, you know, and it, and I'm not going to freak out and and have a meltdown because I think it's ruining my training, you know. Right. I do it because I, I enjoy it and get to hang out with friends, and, and I mean, it's no big deal.
0: Yeah, and, you know, if you pick up a couple of other Snapchat followers while you're out there at these country <laughs> music concerts, hey, you know, more power to them for getting your number, I guess. <laughs> uh, so transitioning kind of over to the, the four-day, over there in Australia, last year you were on a completely, you know, you were riding a Kawasaki, and over there in Australia you rode a Suzuki, I think, actually for the ISDE, so changing up the whole bike situation, what was that like for you this year now that you have a little bit of different program? Were you still on a Yamaha, and what did that look like?
2: Yeah, well, I get support over here in the States now from Yamaha, and uh, the Yamaha Australia have been super helpful. They they gave me a bike in the end of last year when I first signed with Yamaha, and then they organized two uh, 2015 450s already. So one of them's already been shipped to Argentina for the sixth day. And they had the other one prepped for me at the 4 day. so, I mean, I've had as many brand new bikes in Australia as I have over here, and I mean, I, I've only been there for four weeks total, <laughs> like, signed with Yamaha, so, I mean, it, it's been real helpful. Those guys helped me out a bunch, and I had a had a Yamaha team back there help me uh, during the week at the Forty and it was, it was a lot easier than, than the last couple of years.
0: Wow. Any big differences, um, being on that 15 versus the fourteen?
2: No, it was, as far as I could tell, it was pretty much all the same. A couple of little changes like, like they always do. Right. But no, nothing um, noticeable um, for sure anyway.
0: Well, um, you got fourth this year overall at the uh, Australian four-day enduro. Um, and that's also fourth in the E2 class. And the way it looks is actually like first through sixth in the E2 class was also first through sixth overall. And I know that typically the E2 class at the international six-day enduro is the most competitive class. I wanted to know if if, if that typically directly translates as well in Australia. I mean, it, the results show it does. I just didn't know if this was an off year or if that's typically the most competitive class.
2: Yeah, I think it. Well, I think it's the most competitive. Parts of me wish I would have had my 450 bored out to a 490 or something, and I may have been able to win an E3 class or something like that. But uh, I think. Most everyone in Australia is after an outright championship, not not a class championship. But uh, and I think the course this year on the, at the four-day suited a 450 more than a 250 yeah, a bit, the tests are a little bit faster. And uh, um, I mean Milner and Pricey and Hollis, all those guys are world-class enduro riders anyway. So I mean it's it's uh, there's it a tough, it was a tough class anyway. Going back, I knew that going back. So. I mean, it was good to just go back and race. I hadn't raced there since 2007, so uh, it was good to go back and race at home again.
0: Man. Um, And and you mentioned the fact with Chris Hollis and Toby Price and obviously Daniel Milner getting his third overall in a row there. I mean, that's kind of like a KTM Yamaha tossback because Chris Hollis was on KTM for a while, but he's back on Yamahas now. Milner on a Yamaha. You on a Yamaha, but Price on a KTM. I mean that's that's pretty impressive typically you would see the orange always on top but yamaha does a really good job in australia it seems
2: yeah the the yamaha market in australia they they sell a lot of their wr450s because we can register them to ride on the road back there and i think there's a big market uh in the trail riding and all that sort of stuff back home for yamaha uh and they put their off-road their off-road setups and teams are real real solid i mean they are probably actually bigger than the ktm setups in australia
0: hmm. and
2: uh they, they they the brand pushes off-road racing at home a lot. yeah that must uh must seat. make you happy that makes me very happy
0: yeah our uh, our own uh, jordan bailey here is a yamaha rider through and through uh, yeah i might be able to get on a ktm bicycle though
1: i don't know it says ktm on it that's true it says, it says, <laughs> it says
0: pds which everybody seems to be all hot and bothered about in a good way of course um, we had a, a good question in the chat room. He said someone, uh, Zach Huberty from Innovation Off Road, was asking that he's heard that you are very particular about keeping a bike stock. Is there a reason behind it, or is that true?
2: Uh, I like to keep. I mean, all the all the manufacturers don't don't want to sell a bike that you have to change everything on. Right. Like they can't, the bikes come ready to race, like they they come, you can race them out of the box, almost every brand. And I, I feel, when I was racing in Australia, before I came here, I, my parents owned a motorcycle shop and they, we bought, we had bikes and I just rode them stock and I think I got, maybe got used to that and never had the luxury of testing and trying a bunch of other stuff. So uh, I think I got used to riding something stock and getting used to how how the bike worked rather than trying to change something. So. Uh, there's things that I do like to change um, suspension now that I feel I can under, or understand how the bike works a little more and and feel the bike a little more I think suspension is more important uh, tires this is what i have have problems with here and there and uh um, but other than that I mean my bike I could ride like the bike here in in Australia at the four day was was stock so uh um yeah, I mean, I guess it's just what I get used to.
0: Yeah, you're a run what you brung kind of guy.
2: Yeah, which sometimes doesn't work. Like the, the four day I shot myself in the foot, I should have took my suspension from here. Um, the last day where it started to get a little bit rough, my bike didn't work as good as the other boys. And I feel it was that was my fault. I probably should have packed the suspension up and tried to send it um, on the plane with me, but I didn't. So,
0: yeah,
2: um, Some things like that uh, cost me a little bit.
0: Oh, uh, what about you on your Yamaha's kind of stuff did you change? I mean we I think suspension which for you guys at this level is pretty much like a a given, but
1: yeah, suspension for me it's because I'm so light that it will definitely beat me up. It's like but you uh, just couldn't
0: find small enough springs.
1: No, I run the the lightest springs, and then we have to valve it like crazy to get it light enough because it still just won't move with me on it. So suspension's a big thing, tires I uh, change my bars um that's pretty much it for me
0: <laughs> yeah i I change everything. I don't have a clue what I'm doing, it just makes more sense for me to act like I've got shit you know, that I just need to do, so that's always fun. <laughs> I'm kidding, no, I'm, I'm not a good tester, I have no clue what I would change, so. uh, yeah, I run it the way that KTM sells it to me, so I'm like, can I have my suspension done? Because I like that. After that, I don't know. Um, so, there were a lot of GNCC guys, um, I say a lot, they were way more untypical names at the Enduro this past weekend, the National Enduro, the Little Brown Jug, Union, South Carolina, part of Big Buck um, for the GNCC and then some of the other private uh, land around that area. And you came out there and did fantastic. Second overall, I mean, and really, with that last test win, you were pretty much trying to get an overall, it seemed like, get a win there. I mean, tell us about why do you think were a lot of people getting ready for Unadilla just to kind of get back in race mode, or did people just wanna ride.
2: Yeah, I think it was partly that and the I mean it was close to a bunch of bunch of guys down here, like Wibbs lives close to where the race was. I'm only I was only two hours away and Caleb was only three hours away. So uh I think it was just the race was close to where everyone's living and getting trying to get back into racing and that sort of stuff. So we kinda Well, it was last minute for me to turn up and race. Um uh, it worked out well. I broke in a new race bike and uh and the result was pretty good too. So in the end, it, I think I was 40 seconds down going into the last test, and uh, got to eight seconds. So I mean, I was I was surprised with how well I did, but I was I mean, I was happy. Also, I had a blast racing on the weekend. Yeah. Eight
1: seconds is that what you said you lost by?
2: Yeah, I think it was eight. Wow. Yeah,
1: that's really so close. A, <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, at, when I got second, I was happy I got second, but after realising it was only eight seconds, I was mad.
1: Yeah. So. I can imagine. Um, now that you've done a national enduro, what what are your thoughts and do you have any suggestions?
2: Uh, I don't know. I'm thinking about maybe racing them next year. Nice. Um, depends. It, it all depends. <laughs> so,
0: is, there, like, is, is there more they, in the background than, than we
2: know? No, not really. I mean, it, it all depends. I mean, I'm, I'm racing dirt bikes. That's my job, so I need to make money doing it. Um, At the moment, I'm making money to race GNCC, not National Enduro and GNCC. Right. So anyone who's smart enough knows what I'm talking about. Uh, If I race two series, I feel like I'm worth more money. Um, Even though it's based only off that one result, I feel uh, being my first National Enduro, I feel I'm going to get better at them. Um, So, I mean, and I had fun doing them. if, If I didn't have fun on the weekend, I probably wouldn't. Wouldn't be thinking about doing them, but I had a blast. The different format um, was real fun, and and uh, I just had a good time. So, um, yeah, maybe, maybe I'll race them next year. We'll see if if we can work it all out. And I know that the schedules, like they have one in Texas, and yep. I think one in Oklahoma, and uh, another one somewhere way way off in yeah. They, the distance, they did so. a Colorado so, this year in so, so yeah, yeah. So that's a as far as travel goes like that's something i'd have to work out whether i'd sign to so i could fly to them because i mean i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be able to drive to those and then be back for a gym to see the following weekend or something like that so. yeah because
0: a lot of that um, travel will take it out of you too i would imagine yeah you know, when you're just not trying to race and travel and all that stuff and then come back and get prepared all over again that it could you know flush to you mentally and physically
1: yep i remember that <laughs>
0: <laughs> um so you said that there's other enduros and stuff like that too. I, I wanted to know. Uh, let's see. I put that you got seventh, second, fifth, second, sixth, and then first. Um, I wanted to know if you thought that that seemed inconsistent, um, you know, coming kind of in the top ten to then top fifth or within the top five, top seven, you know, sixth again, and then back all the way to first, getting the win, or if maybe that's just kind of. You know, you were going out there having fun and riding as fast as you could without really thinking about it, and that's just kind of how it wound up.
2: Uh, well, I think the f- the first test it was a brand new bike, so we hadn't um, we put everything on that we're going to race with next weekend, but like we hadn't, I think we changed the oil and we never bled the brakes or anything, so it came with stock fluid. So the first test, I boiled the brakes, um, probably halfway through the test. So <laughs> um, there was parts of that test where I didn't have any rear brake. And I feel, that so the first test, I feel I lost, I don't know, may not be much time, but I feel I lost some time without breaks. Right. Oh,
0: yeah, I don't think so. uh,
2: So that test, the second test was good. And I thought, what was it? There was a third.
0: Oh, yeah, you got seventh, second, fifth, second, sixth, and then first.
2: Yeah, I think the fifth and the second one, those tests were a little tighter than the other, the rest of them. Uh, And I and I mean, that's where I knew I'd struggle um, before I even started the race. Was the the tighter stuff that didn't flow as well. So, uh, and the other the other couple where I did decent, were the the tests were fun. They just uh, flowy and longer. They had some tight stuff, but not a ton. So, I don't know. I mean, it's it's uh, good. And then the last one was at Big Buck, so I've raced there for what seven years. Right. So we there's track we didn't run all the trail but we ran some of the trail and I can, you can remember that where the track goes like so i mean for me it was i remembered some of the stuff and um the last i don't know it might have been the last mile was super tight probably the tightest all day so to win that last test for me was good um especially by that margin um i was happy about that but yeah because that was you, know. you did
0: that last one by a good like a good 30 seconds right
2: yeah I think it was something close to that, so I mean it was uh it was a decent amount, but I feel that the first set, first half of the track or whatever for first three quarters of the track where it was um, parts of the GNCC track oh, I felt comfortable riding on it so
0: yeah,
2: yeah that's uh, interesting
0: I, I didn't even think about that though the fact that you know that I knew it was big buck, but it's like for some reason it didn't even come to mind that you guys have ridden there for so long, so a lot of these g n c c you know you guys would probably have a lot of memory uh in the trail there
2: yeah so I mean like like I said we rode some of it was the track that we've we've raced on and parts of it that you'd remember the track and you'd be going faster it goes down here turns right and then where you think it turns right they've turned left and go off into the bush (laughs) so there's that like there was a couple of turns where I almost blew because I I knew the track went this way but the track we were racing went the other way so Um, so so, I mean it was I, I don't know it was fun uh, I, there was there's parts where I feel like I could do better, but being the first race, I think it was pretty solid.
0: I'd say so. Yeah, it's a, I think it's an awesome result. I'm so glad to see not just yourself out there, but other guys like Caleb Ramsey, Paul Wibley, Jordan Ashburn. Um, I think it's cool, you know, that you guys are going to come out to these events because they're close. You know, opposed to be like, well, I'm a GNCC racer, even though it's so close. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah. I, I, one, just thanks that you went. Cause it's cool to see you support series that I'm also involved in and would like to, uh, to see yeah. get a little bit bigger.
2: Speaking of, yeah, I wish, go ahead. Oh, I was just, I wish I could find out if the, the rest of them are that tight or not as tight or not as fun. <laughs> I feel I, for some reason I just don't feel they're all that fun. Cause I had a, I had an absolute blast and I don't know whether they're all that fun or they're all not that tight. And, uh, I know some of the guys reckon that that was some of the tightest stuff that they have. Um, I, so I really don't know, but I, I mean, it was. I had a good time. I don't.
0: You know what you could do? Um, luckily, Zach Huberty from Innovation Off Road has been doing a really good job uh, on his National Enduro coverage, and he's done a preview, um, kind of post, if you will, about every National Enduro that's come up. Um, and I bet you, I, I've read most of them, but just off memory, I can't remember exactly what was said. And I know that he's talked a good bit about the terrain. Um, so it may probably at least give you an idea of, is it going to be a bunch of tight crap? Is it going to be super loose rock? Is it going to be so much elevation that just sounds horrible? Like, So I don't know. That might be an, you know at least a place for you to kind of spend 30, 45 minutes getting an idea if you think you'd want to try to do more of them you know, yeah. for what people say about the terrain.
1: Yeah, I think hmm. the next one's in Indiana. And I think I raced that one a couple years back, and it was – if that's the same track, it was pretty fun. It wasn't that tight out. I remember. I did drown yeah, my I bike heard. out in a creek.
0: Oh well, that. That's
1: <laughs> but uh, not fun. I mean, you wouldn't <laughs> do that, so don't worry about that.
2: Because right. yeah, name. I heard I heard this that Indiana one was fun.
0: Yeah. So. Well, um, I wanted to know you were on row f- in the forties, forty Forty two, two, forty. You were yeah, in the forties, forty two. Um. And we had other other riders in the 20s. And it kind of looked like first place was in the 20s, second place was in the 40s, third place was in the 20s, fourth place was in the 40s. There's been a lot of discussion on what is the better, you know, the 20s, the 30s, the 40s. What's the best place for the pros to ride that seems to be the most fair in track conditions? Um, because things can change so much with five riders per row every minute, you know, and somebody from on row 21 versus 29 or even later in the 30s. Having done this enduro and beating forty-two, coming in second, what do you think about that? Do you think that you had a better trail, a different trail? I mean, is I mean, do you have any opinion? Mm, what do you think? I
2: don't, I, I don't know because I've never started from row twenty. Right. So it's hard for me to say. I the track wasn't beat up when I got to it, so whether whether it was better um, when the the first riders went off or not, I'm not sure. But. Uh, I mean I'm sure if it was a, a super muddy race, maybe starting at the 20s would be better. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I don't know. I'd have to start at road 20 to, to find that out I guess.
0: Right. All right. One more question before we let you go. Um, of course, you know, because we care. And we want you to spend time with your parents. It's very important. <laughs> um, we had a, another question. Uh, I
2: banned ban it. Uh,
0: <laughs> he's like, shut up, dad. <laughs> uh, so how different is, was your pace at this national enduro, obviously during the test, versus your pace at the GNCC? Uh, this is from a question in the chat room.
2: Uh, I don't know. this. The, I don't know. <laughs> this is a difficult question. Because the tests are di- it's a it's a different format of racing. You you can't can't really compare um, GCC pace to national enduro or six day or four day or sprint pace or whatever you want to do it. Right. It's all different. Like you go to a six day, four day, or the new full gas sprint enduro. Um, they're they're short tests, so you're 110, percent and the tracks are. Uh, as wide as a motocross. Well, you've seen a six-day test, right? Yep. So you go as fast as you can for 10 minutes. The national enduro is the tracks are the same length as a GNC course, but they're they're tight, <laughs> like 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 some of them don't flow. Like they're not. You can't go fast like a GNC course where it's motocrossed out, bumps, ruts, berms, and all that sort of stuff. So um, with the enduro format on the weekend, I found myself. You had to, you had to go fast, but you had to be more precise. Like you couldn't make mistakes. Like you'd be, otherwise you'd be clipping trees and crashes, or, or, like overshooting turns, um, if you're trying too hard. So I feel, the national enduro pace on the weekend, you probably, I, I don't know, maybe backed it down a little, like go slower to go faster. Right. Um, and then a GNTC is a, I'd say more consistent pace. <clears throat> um, I don't know. That's a that's a tough question.
0: That's, well. So far, that's the best answer I think we've ever gotten to that. We've never asked it in that specific way before, but I think that was probably one of the better answers because the the more precise factor of it is one of those things I think that you kind of need to go you know clock it down just a little bit so you know you're putting your wheel or your bark buster in that right spot so then you're going through the section opposed to like trying to fix a mistake.
2: Uh, yeah, like if you, like an enduro like enduro. So forget the GNTC. and it's national enduro versus six day enduro the 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 national enduro tests are so long that i don't even know how long that they were like wearing me out <laughs> they were that long like so the more mistakes you make the the cost more time you're gonna like waste doing that test i think where where a six day one you just just hang off the back and if you make a mistake then you make a mistake mm-hmm. um i don't know it's it's a different format i don't I don't think National Enduro sprints would – National Enduro would help you for six-day sprint speed as, anyway.
0: Hmm. That's interesting, actually. All right. Well, we're going to take that to the bank and think on it because it's actually quite interesting. I like your opinions on that. I may actually ask you some more stuff to be a text tomorrow just to keep the thoughts moving. Um, aren't they all that long, Josh? I mean we get like these random – how do you do this? You get into the chat room and you're like, look, I'm just going to type random thoughts. <laughs> don't make any connections to anything. <laughs>
2: What did I say
0: they aren't <laughs> all that said, long. They aren't all that long, Josh. Oh, it's a statement. There we go. Not a question. Oh, I guess he's I saying that say the uh, she said. that the enduro. Oh, oh, oh. You could say it. Say it. <laughs> I already did. Oh, okay. That's, that's what she said. The moment's gone. Uh, they aren't all that long, Josh. I guess a statement in the fact that the national enduros aren't all as long as the one you did.
1: I guess.
0: So I'm gonna. Th- I am i do not know because I've never done. I don't it. know. I don't know. So third. GNCC points. Charlie Mullins is not coming back yet. At some point, uh, you're probably what fifteen-ish, fifteen to twenty points behind him. Are you, yes. Are you going to be able to like make that. that up at Unadilla uh, to get to, in a second?
2: I'd like to. I'd like to hope so. I, I don't know what the point difference is, but hopefully, I can make it up. Okay. Um, if I can't, we've had a bad weekend. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, you just
0: had a good weekend. So hey. Yeah. You know. Let's, no. Let's last year
2: Unadilla was. Last year Unadilla was good to me. So. Oh, I like that place. The weather looks decent last I checked. So um, hopefully, Caleb and I can put on a show.
0: Oh, man, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be cool.
2: Yeah. I mean, like, Caleb's riding awesome this year. So, I mean, yeah. if, if him and I could battle like we did last year um, to the last corner, the last lap, or whatever, I mean, it'd be cool to just for GNCC, you know, with Charlie out um, and Caleb riding well, it's been uh, somewhat boring for for every for people who are interested in racing so I mean that's partly my fault drop the ball I guess but uh, um, hopefully for, for GTC and, and myself I can mix it up and, and uh, we can have a battle this weekend
0: right on well cool man well thanks again for coming on the show Jordan before we let him go hang out with his parents do you have any more questions mm, I don't
1: think
0: so you want to be on the Josh Strang team when you come back to pro racing
1: yes can you make that happen
2: Send it. Send her <laughs> to You're gonna have to start. You're gonna have to start thinking
0: about growing your team. When you got spots getting ready to be filled already, you don't even have them yet, Josh. I'm working on push-ups, <laughs> yeah. so I'll be
1: I'll be fit. <laughs>
0: All right, we're gonna do it. Uh, we shot some cool stuff while we were endurocross, and the question is, if Jordan Bailey were to do push-ups, how many do you think she could do straight, like one go? Make
1: sure you see how noodly my arms are. Little, not 114.
2: Are you no, asking really? me? Yeah. Go how really many do you think? Uh,
1: 30. 30.
0: That's a good number. Yeah, that's fair. I think you could do 30.
2: All right. Well, Josh, before uh, we well, let what, you... What's, uh, who said the most? It's okay. <laughs> my... 114, the highest? Yeah, one, 114.
0: When we, uh, we were at the cross. Ty Tremaine, his number is 114. And he's sitting next to his bike, and he goes, Jordan, boom, boom, and taps his number plate, and he goes, 114. And I was just like, really? <laughs> I was like, holy shit. I was like, there's nobody I know that could do that. I was like, come on. So... Jordan, oh, well. good luck. Yeah, thirty. I shoot for thirty.
1: That is reasonable.
0: Well, before we let you go, Mister Strang, is there, uh, any any last words or thoughts for us?
2: Um, no. oh. I don't know. Maybe you'll have to, you might have to get me on when the season's over, and I can have a have a uh, have an adult beverage with you, and we a, can have another chat. A proper pint. Yeah. And we could get some truths to the to – well, I, don't, I don't know what a pint even looks like, but yeah, sure, we could have a pint.
0: <laughs> Done. I dig it. Well, good luck this weekend, man. I hope you guys, if nothing else, have, have fun. Have a great weekend of yeah. racing. Um, I think that's the number one goal. And uh, as always, thank you for coming on the show. We really appreciate it.
2: Yep. thanks for having me.
0: All right, man. Well, you have fun with your parents and tell them I said hi. But later, <laughs> later. <Cheers>. awesome, <laughs> Mr. Josh Strang, such a cool dude. Um, we had a lot of fun hanging out with him in 2012 when I got to go to the ISDE in Germany. Oh my gosh, uh, dude! Because Jason Hooper, who I was out there with, um, with Digital Off Road, he's great friends, really good friends with Josh Strang. So and, he knew the Australian team really well. So we were going out to dinner with them and everything. <laughs> like, oh, the stories! Ugh, it's so much fun. And then the after party, like after. I've always yeah. heard stories about the ISDE after parties. Uh, oh,
1: that's all I've heard is stories too.
0: Oh man, I I could I I came home with, missing the shirt I was there in, but I had <laughs> another shirt. And it was like you know how um here, we go by like small, medium, large, like our shirt yeah. structure like our si- our shirt size structure. We're over there, there's still and you're up there still like a forty or a thirty eight. Oh, a number system. A number system. And I came home with this like, I mean, ridiculously tiny button up <laughs> shirt. And I'm like, but it's not a lady's, you know, it's a guy's <laughs> shirt. So sure? I'm like, no no, no I how I mean like tell? I, Well I mean I it the cut, you know what I mean? Okay, like you could okay. just tell it wasn't a woman's cut. It it's didn't make really it didn't make my man. hips look fat, so I know it wasn't a lady's <laughs> shirt. All right. Um, but yeah, I, that's how I, I woke up in that. You woke up. Luckily with in pants that. on. I woke up with pants on but uh I think it was daniel Daniel Milner on one side of the bed and uh and mitch harper mitch harper on the other side so and it's like little old American me just <laughs> hanging out here don't I had to, don't mind me I, it's so it's the whatever it is the day I think it's a Sunday and I'm like oh crap I need to get back to my hotel because hooper's ready to go to the airport all that stuff and I'm like where am I I have I'm wherever the the Australian team is staying, so I go to the front desk. Of the lady that barely speaks any English, and I'm like, I need to get a cab. And she goes, Where do you need to get a cab to? Essentially, that's what she said. And I'm like, I don't know. And I'm like, It's over. Do you know the American? Buy <laughs> this stuff, you know, like over here. And so she's like, Well, wait, I don't know if we we can get you a cab. And I go, What? And she's like, Oh, it's Sunday. You know, they're not, and everybody's. They're not really going to work. They might work today, and if they do, they won't start working until after lunch. And I was like, that's not really going to work. I was like, we are going to figure something out. She goes, well, if you offer them more. I was like, yes, yes, I will pay them. I need to <laughs> get there. Did she just scam you? They so, really I don't do know. Whatever. I got there, <laughs> just... and I had a hangover all day, and Josh Strang and I just slept because it was a, a bad day to have a hangover.
1: Yeah, I, I actually It was heard... a great party. But... So Cooper went to the six days in 2007, mm-hmm. and uh, he skipped the after party. Because he was too tired, he fell asleep. But his dad went, and he came back with stories of – sorry, Josh – of Josh jumping around like a kangaroo (laughs) during the after party because he's from Australia. And that's just been like – that's
0: why he does it, right? Yeah. that's reason enough. Yeah. So,
1: I've heard some good stuff. Yeah.
0: Well, man, you know what that means? We need to go back to six days, and we can just get some more stories. Well, what we do is because you don't drink – you can just have a camera the whole I'll time just video and video everybody. me being I'll an I'll idiot.
1: remind y'all how stupid you were the night before. I love it. Yeah. That's such a good it's idea. Done.
0: All right, you guys find us some sponsors. <laughs> And we'll make this happen. Yep. Speaking of sponsors, guys over at Fly Racing. So if you go to flyracing.com, you can check out some cool-ass gear. All their 2015 stuff is out and available for purchase at all of your local dealerships. If you did not see it yet, obviously go to the website. It was released at Redbud this year. Trey Canard, Andrew Short, and all of their uh, sponsored riders have been wearing it. Looking mighty fly in it, if you will, <laughs> I would say. And uh, have you gotten any of the 2015 yet? No. No. Nope.
1: Yeah. I, I like, don't ride enough. I did ride this past weekend. I know, and I'm still sore. Oh my
0: gosh, it's gonna be but. crazy. So, thank you to Fly Racing for their support. And speaking of riding this past weekend, our good buddy Mark Weeks is putting on. Was it was called the River Run. Oh gosh, I don't know. That's what I want to call it. I'm gonna call it the River. We'll call it that. Uh, we'll make it up. The River Run. Uh, it's going to be a TCCRA event this weekend. It's in Terrell, Oklahoma. T E R R A L, Oklahoma. Um, I can say this: if you enjoy sand. You're going to love this place.
1: Track is awesome.
0: The, the layout's great. There's tons of flow, but jeez Louise, there's a lot of sand.
1: If you got noodle arms, you get ready. Do your push-ups. Do your push-ups. Now <laughs> and stretch,
0: because holy <laughs> crap, my gosh, it's going to be...
1: It's going to be epic. And the heat. <sighs> yep. Yeah. There's a small chance of rain, and we're still holding
0: out. If, it won't be enough.
1: It won't be enough. It's going to be enough.
0: Let's go. The yeah, track's going to be awesome. Yeah, go check it out. It, the
1: track really is a blast, though. We rode it this past weekend. You mm-hmm. rode I rode a lap, a lap and a half. A lap and a half? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then my bike died. Yep. Just <laughs> shit the, Right there. In, in the, the middle of the river. In the hottest, in the hottest sandiest, most far away spot. Sandiest, section. From the damn truck. Yeah. And I still
1: apologize for being a douche and just riding right by you. I know. I was like, <laughs> man, they didn't
0: even check on me.
1: I thought he was just taking a break. <laughs> Why would
0: I take a break in <laughs> the sandiest, warmest spot? On, in, that was in my Oklahoma, question.
1: Point. I come out of that section, and I stop under a shade tree. Cooper stops, and we're like, what is he doing over there? There's shade up over here. <laughs>
0: I'm trying to figure out why my bike won't start. <laughs> Turns out it's most I'm likely sorry. the stator. I don't have uh, a voltage tester to see like the test of ohms and all that kinds of crap. But uh, having undone a lot of that stuff, I really think that, uh, that that's what it's going to be. So I, because I'm going out of town on Thursday, um, we'll talk about this in a second too. Because I'm going to go out of town on Thursday, I'm actually just going to bring it to Brian's story tomorrow and be like, listen, just if you could you know, figure it out, give me a good price <laughs> and while I'm out of town. Um, I'm gonna be in Washington, D.C. on Thursday through Sunday. Um, I have no clue if we have any listeners up there, but obviously, if for some strange reason, on Friday in the daytime, the morning, yeah, through about 1 p.m., I will be at the Arlington National Cemetery. We'll be burying my grandmother. Um, but other than that, and this isn't a sad trip, she's been, uh, sick for a long time, so I mean, it's, 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 this is the best, you know, that the, this situation, these years of, of struggle and pain that she's had to go through, you know, this, we know that she's in a much safer, um, healthier place now. So, um, yeah, but I, I'll be up there, up north in Washington, D.C. If anybody wanted to hang out, you guys know how to get in touch with me. I think that would be cool. I'd love to meet more Seat Time fans or That'd even just awesome. people that want to, you know, have a have a drink or two at, in the evening. Um, you know, meet my wife. She does exist. She's a, <laughs> a beautiful lady. And we'll have our oldest with us. The youngest are going to be staying um, with, uh, with the grandparents, so it's, it's kind of tough to travel with f- yeah. five people on airplanes. Yeah. Oh, and an infant. Good
1: Lord. Good Lord. And they're telling me about the terrible twos of their
0: two-year-old right oh, now. Oh, Liam so. is just going batshit crazy <laughs> right now. <laughs> so I wanted to kind of take a chance. We were trying to get Jason Wygant to come on because he loves to talk off-road. He just doesn't get a chance to do it that often, but unfortunately he has fantasy football draft this evening, so that's awesome for him, I guess. And uh, of course his baby's about to be due. So he blew Thanks. us off. Yeah, so he said no. <laughs> um, but that's okay. We're we're educated people who like to talk dirt bikes, and uh, we're just going to do our best and see what happens. So, at
1: the very least, we like to talk dirt bikes. Yeah, we'll
0: figure that out. So GNCC, kind of the post-summer <laughs> uh, break coming into Unadilla this coming weekend. Have you ever had a chance to race at Unadilla? Yes. And I mean, your opinion, Jordan Milbauer-Bailey, tell me about Unadilla.
1: That was actually my favorite favorite. My favorite track. My favorite is this. I said we weren't hundred percent educated. Some of us. One of us might be. But uh, <laughs> my favorite track that I raced in uh close with Crawfordville, Crawfordsville, but definitely loved Junodilla. It was huh. awesome.
0: All right. I don't know.
1: A lot of people don't have that same feeling about it, but no, I liked it.
0: Yeah. Well, let's. Maybe I would have that same feeling one day if I ever got a chance to race there. So. Maybe,
1: yeah. Okay, I think so. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. That's. I, thought, I yeah. just wanted some confirmation. I was like, oh, I don't. I mean, <laughs> sorry. No. I, no. I <gasps> no. Got me out, left me out on a limb there. Um, so our top ten overall, not just XC one, but overall, coming into Unadilla, uh, Asa, you see Caleb Russell in first, Charlie Mullen still in second. Um, looks like he's going to be coming back soon, probably on the bike next. Back on the bike next week, riding, um, starting to test and stuff. But uh, so
1: I wonder what that means. He's going to be back. Racing. I
0: don't. I don't know that we can. Well, we will talk about that. Let's 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 chat. Uh, third, Josh Strang, who We just talked to Jordan Ashburn and fourth, which I'm really impressed with. He's done a really good job this year, staying in the uh, in the top five. Uh, Grant Baylor, um, the the younger Baylor brother, um, Paul Wibley, Andrew DeLong, Ricky Russell, um, Stewart Baylor Jr., and then Chris Bach. Whew. So. Let's see that. So, Caleb Russell been on a roll. I mean, just a terror. Doing yeah. so good. Once Charlie Mullen, Him and Charlie Mullins were going back and forth. Once Mullins got injured, it was kind of Caleb. The Russell Chef. Yeah. He, he really was just kicking ass. I mean, J- Strang put it pretty good when he was talking about the fact that they made it a little boring. Yeah. Because he's just out there kicking ass. I mean, not boring as in R- Russell's not a good rider because obviously right. he's a great rider kicking but he's butt. Just-
1: Winning too much. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> winning by too much. let's, let's catch
0: up. You <laughs> yeah. know? Just maybe give us a chance. Just give us the thought of a chance. Yeah. How about that? He's you like, know? nah. So, Charlie Mullen's still in second place, but that's a great question. How long is that going to last? When is he going to come back? He's. If, I texted him earlier this morning. He said he's supposed to start riding next week. But, yeah, what does that really yeah, mean? Yeah, what does that mean? I recently? mean, how He's probably – he's been rehabbing, obviously. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I imagine that he kind of has an idea of how poor – of shape, or how good a shape his wrists are in. <laughs> right. Um, and how, how supportive they can be and how strong. But, I mean, when it comes to riding, that we know that that's such a different animal from recovering. Yeah. Like, and from, yeah. and from rehab. And so, even
1: just, um, if he gets back on the bike, that's so much different than race pace and race shape.
0: I would think, what, minimum six weeks? I don't know. So,
1: I think that I... I don't know. Is he going to try to defend it? Try to stay in the top three? And get back on and
0: that would be pretty impressive if he could. I mean he got kinda lucky that it happened so close to the break. Yeah. It's still um, so it'll be interesting. I really hope that he makes a comeback before um you know, before six days because right. if six days is kind of his first race back, I mean that's that'd be tough.
1: Yeah. Six days six, without racing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's a lot I, of miles in one day. I don't want to so. think about doing that.
0: I'm done. I'm done thinking about that. We, uh, <laughs> Caleb Russell. One thing we didn't talk about him is how awesome of a job he's done over the summer break. He mm-hmm. did the TKO. He then did the uh, Atlanta in Atlanta, and then the national enduro this past weekend. Actually, won uh, the first test, and he was again another rider on the forties. So the, I wonder if the if the here's the thought: the GNC, the guys that are better XC one GNCC racers who mm-hmm. did really well this past weekend, are they better and more suited for the more beat up kind of rough trail so they're in the 40s where the enduro guys being in the 20s it's kind of like more typical for them yeah
1: kind of more what they're used to but yeah
0: Uh, Grant Baylor's a great XC2 racer I mean he's overall he's what what 6th right now
1: and he starts in the 20s
0: so yeah he was uh, 23 20 it's
1: kind of like I feel like sometimes the 20s are disadvantaged compared to a little bit later in the pack depending on you know if it's wet or you know that kind of stuff it plays different roles on if it's better or worse up yeah. more near the front.
0: Um, again, reading around on different websites, uh, it was it was great to see the fact that you know there's there's coverage. Innovation Off Road did a great job talking about the fact that one of the big things they're talking about with the pros is if a rider doesn't show up for a row, should they fill it? And the big thing was absolutely because that one less rider really does make a big difference in how many people they're either passing or how many people they're riding behind. You know what I mean? So if, say, somebody doesn't show up and they're supposed to be on road 27, then whoever's on 28 should just get bumped up or they should fill that, you know, and so I think that was the discussion is should they leave it empty? Should they fill somebody? Should they bump everybody? Um, and then again, there was a big discussion on whether all the pro riders, instead of being on the 20s, if they should be in the 30s, 30s. is the trail more consistently formed at that point to be more, a little bit easier to follow? Hmm. Um, so that, it's interesting, and I'm glad to see that they're making those changes. Now that I understand why they're making these changes a little bit better, they're trying to make the trail more consistent for the pros so that makes the series a little bit... um You know, more fair. Yeah. Level playing field for the for the the, ones
1: that are the cliche racing for money. I think they need the most. Yeah. Hopefully they can
0: one day race for more money.
1: Yes, I hope so. As opposed to
0: like two (laughs) hundred dollars. Yeah. Like uh, at least cover their travel. Yeah. So we talked about Josh strang (laughs) Josh strang did really well at the at the four day. It's cool that he got a two thousand fifteen. Yeah. It's like, hey guys, I'm gonna come and can I get a bike? Sure. He's like, oh, clapped out two thousand twelve. That'll work. Sure. (laughs) They're like, nope. Here's a brand new two thousand fifteen out of the crate for you, ready to go. And then you're gonna have that. For six days as well
1: Yeah that's pretty awesome
0: It's like high five Thanks guys I really appreciate it uh, Jordan Ashburn We saw him at the TKO mm-hmm. um, Unfortunately he was Very upset with his Performance there
1: Yeah I heard he had some Trouble on a hill
0: Yeah uh, uh, The hill The hill And it wasn't And what's funny Is it wasn't even The hill It was after the waterfall Yeah But it was right When the rain Started coming down So it was that Section where they Got so much water So quick on that Dry um, kind of clay that it just gooped up and turned into goose knot. And from what we were hearing is that he had just had the wrong tire on. Yeah. So once it started to gook up, his tire just got caked and couldn't shell out, shed off any of the mud. And so he, I mean, literally we saw him just trying to get up the hill and his bike would just go. Zzzz, zzz, zzz, like that this so 450 just <laughs> pinned. You could actually see it like start to just go side to side, not even moving forward.
1: Oh, gosh. So, that's a bummer. Paul Wibbly
0: and Ricky Russell got up with helping each other, yeah. and they were going to help Ashburn, but he, couldn't but he just get, couldn't even get to the point yeah. where they could help him.
1: Yeah, but he had an awesome showing at the Atlanta Enduro Yes, barely missing the main when he broke his chain, but he was in the top two in the LCQ, going to make it to the main on the last lap, and he broke his chain. So oh, that's right. That's when that that was happened. such a Yeah, bummer. right before the fire pit yeah. coming
0: out of that rock pile. Yep. Oh uh, yeah, I think that's where we got in trouble from a lot of people um, when we were trouble twenty, So then that's that's Grant's like seventeen or eighteen. Collie. So and Grant Baylor does not think CrossFit is good for dirt bike riders. Really? Yeah, he he had Interesting. A, he tried to debate that with me. That's fine, that's okay. I'll make fun of him later. Um, <laughs> Paul Wibley, uh, Paul Wibley, I don't think having the year that he expected. Uh, come no, his, after his injury his Groin surgery? Mm-hmm. Is that what it was? Yeah, okay. I believe so I called it a lot of things last year And got kind of in trouble for saying that So I'm not going to say it, it again I think it
1: was that area
0: surgery. Oh no, I think it was definitely You know If I if, if you guys could see what I'm doing right now You would know where it was for sure Because I don't have pants on Jordan, there's a shield here She can't actually see to the left
1: I'm not sure why you keep doing your show without your pants on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I figured one time, just once, you would wear pants. But no, nope. we're always a pantless show. This is so interesting. <laughs> um, I had to check the chat room. See if you see if he locks up the championship he's riding 150. Yes, that's going to be awesome. Wait. Gonna, that was, uh, I think we should talk about that. So do you know about this? No. Caleb Russell has a fully built factory KTM 150. So technically a 144. Um and if he wraps up the championship early, he will race the On that 150.
1: That'll be sick. And then
0: he's going to sell raffle tickets for people to for a chance for people to buy it. And How
1: cool. Half
0: of that money is going to go to ISDE and maybe the other half is going to go to his personal fund of of bank, Caleb Russell Bank.
1: The Caleb Russell Bank of Funds? I don't know.
0: I want to say there was like there was this and that, I don't know. We could check Instagram. So let's put that a.
1: Uh, so I'm gonna. Star next he said to
0: the one, raffle tickets are gonna sure. be twenty five dollars a piece. Okay. I'm buying four, for a hundred bucks at a chance at that bike. I don't yeah. care if it's been ragged out by Caleb Russell. I will the, never put that bike. I mean, just bike one race the force of that. Yeah. So, well, who knows? I mean, honestly, if Str- oh, okay. if Strang sure. were to have an off race at Unadilla, you know, he could get enough points that nobody right. would be able nobody to get, could him. get him. So, wow, that'll be cool to see. But again, that's if Caleb Russell doesn't have an off race.
1: Right. Anything can happen.
0: It is racing, folks. Uh, so, Paul Wibley. Um, so, I've heard, though, that at some point in time, whenever his career is over, that he will head back to New Zealand.
1: I think so, yeah. Yeah, his, think Him so? and his wife are both from there, so I'm sure that they're planning to go home to their families.
0: Hmm. That'll be I interesting. Imagine. That'll suck. Paul Wibley's been over here for a long time, racing, kicking butt and stuff.
1: Now that he's got a kid, I wonder, like, what... Where- where that fits on the timeline, when kind of his, right. where his mind is on where when he's done.
0: That's yeah. interesting, and that
1: it, when that does happen, that'd be interesting to see because that opens up a big spot on the Ampro team. I don't know. That opens Silly season stuff's fun. Spot.
0: Big spot. Yeah. Big spot. Um. Oh uh, no, that's gonna be fun. We're gonna talk about that in a little bit. So Andrew DeLong is uh is after probably in seventh. Yeah, seventh. I think. We should see something spectacular from Andrew DeLong this weekend in the XC1 class at Unadilla. He's won 2012 and 2013 in the XC2 class mm-hmm. at Unadilla. Um, he just came off, even though not just, the last uh, GNCC for Snowshoe. He was his first XC1 podium mm-hmm. in third. Um, and with Andrew DeLong, I think if if he could keep that momentum going, and he did really well at the p- past couple of National Enduros. He's yeah. gotten a win in there. He was on the podium this weekend. Um, I think he's. I think he's. I think there's a chance that he, if if Strang rides like he wants to mm-hmm. against Caleb Russell, I think there's a chance that Andrew Delong could be up there with him. Yeah, he's just gotten more. He's
1: got tire on him husky. right now. Yeah,
0: Grr. he's getting in there, with the blood in the water, as he likes to put it. <laughs> so that's what I'm looking for. Ricky Russell in eighth overall. Yes, he is an XC2. We have two XC2 riders. Uh, overall in the top 10. That's pretty cool. Ricky Russell, only East Coast GNCC rider to make it into the final at the Enduro at Cross. At the Enduro
1: Cross, yeah. Hin, hin.
0: He rode it butt off.
1: <laughs> wow, yeah. yeah. That was cool to see. That
0: was impressive. Yeah. He's been known, Brian Elliott, a good friend of ours and the Ampro team and all that kind of stuff, he, he even told me, he's like, just watch how tenacious Ricky Russell is. He specifically was telling me this before Big Sky last year. Mm-hmm. And I was watching while Ricky was leading for a little while there or at least in the top, that he was – hit the the dude has some tenacity. Yeah. And you can – I mean, now that he's getting a little bit stronger, a little bit bigger, been riding more with Paul Wibley, and you can see that. And so when he gets on a 450 on the XC1 class, the dude's going to be on it. Yeah. It's going to be cool to see. So. I'm
1: excited to see these guys move up into the XC1, XC1 class. The it's going to be an interesting year next year yeah.
0: when all this when all these guys kind of graduate and head up there. Um, and then we were talking about Stuart Baylor Jr. in ninth. Yeah. Um, this is, this, I think it's unfortunate for Stewart because he's had two not great years that just due have been kind of up and down, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, last year, specifically due to a lot of injury. This year had some touch and go mm-hmm. stuff with injury and now specifically with the hand injury. So a broken, uh, metacarpal that he had that happened at the TKO yeah. apparently broke his front brake lever. Um, and because of that was trying to make it down one of the steep downhills. Um and just knew he's like I'm too fast I'm not gonna make it and whatever was up ahead of him he decided I need to lay the bike over to kind of stop yeah lay the bike over and when he was doing that clipped his finger on something which kind of yanked it all the way back and that's what broke the bone Ugh. um so like six to seven screws with a plate um that's <sighs> that's why he didn't race you know the, the, enduro, the, cross. the enduro cross right. and why he didn't race the national enduro doesn't look like he's gonna be racing Unadilla he's hoping to be back for PA okay. I believe is what he was saying. Um, so it doesn't sound like it's super serious, but yeah, man, I mean, it's just like more bad luck for that dude. Yeah,
1: I know. And, and his hands, too. It's like his
0: forearms. Yeah. His mean, wrists. His forearms have got to be blown out because they're, they're the ones that uh. got to be making up all the the fact that he doesn't have any hand strength. Right. You know, his wrists and his hands are just kind of torn up, so. Um. Uh. Let's see, what we got, which okay, so- elastomers colors come with the flex bars? Jason Thomas's bike had blue inner and yellow outer. Is that stock? Um, so red and red come stock. Uh, that is, they have four colors. Blue is the softest, then it's yellow, then red, then black. Um, so it's red, red. So if he's got blue inner, that means he's got the softest inner and the second softest on the out for, For rebound, So the blue would be the compression as it's kind of like how stiff they are when they bend. And then the outer ones are going to be for the rebound. Um, And I kind of run them like that too. I would run them blue and yellow. I just haven't switched them yet. (laughs) (laughs) Right now they're yellow and red. um, But I I do want to switch to blue and yellow to test out.
1: Yeah, I think uh, when we ran flex bars, that's what we ran too, was blue and yellows. Yeah. Blues and yellows.
0: So and then again, really well. The the way they have the lock nut, so the nut that actually um, attaches the bar together, if you will, uh, <laughs> it, the way it, you can actually adjust the, with the tightness on those elastomers. So if you're like, you, you put the yellow on and you're like, ah, for for say the compression, it's just a tad bit too stiff. You go to the blue and you're like, man, it's just a tad bit too soft. Mm-hmm. You can kind of actually adjust a little bit with that with that lock nut. Um, to kind of find your intermediary But you got to remember if you start to tighten A little bit more say on the blue one That's a super soft one so that elastomer Is probably going to go out a lot yeah. quicker If you kind of tighten down on it Than say a yellow wood if you're having it More at the, the optimal tightness Of the lock nut Get information. So, there's some stuff about flex bars. Who are a supporter of C Time? We definitely appreciate them for uh, for that. They're, they are huge supporters of uh, Endurocross. They're on a lot of the bikes there. Yeah, GNCCs are starting to see them more. Ryan Sipes is uh, one of their riders, um, and Jason Thomas. Uh, so uh, I ride them now, and I love them. They help out a lot. And it, considering how bad my shoulder still hurts when I ride, I I probably wouldn't be able to ride very like if at all if it yeah. weren't for that because. That's-
1: so funny you mentioned that because riding this weekend, Cooper, I mean, the track this weekend that we rode this past weekend, um, it's rough. And Cooper's like, his shoulders, he's got issues. He's like, oh, I need my flex bars back on because we don't <laughs> have them on currently. And, uh, yeah, he was pretty bummed he didn't have them on.
0: So there you go, fastco.com. Go get yourself some flex bars and if nothing else, reach out to him and ask questions. A lot of people think that we just want to sell stuff. Not really. What we want you to do is get engaged and just go, hey, Fast Company guys, Seat Time was talking about your bars. Just tell me more. Why would I be interested? Because the thing is, is we can tell you a lot of the stuff that we know from experience and, of course, some of the stuff that they tell us about the bars. But the best way to do it is go to the experts, and they are the experts. Um, And they've also helped a lot of people out with ergonomics, from what I've heard. Mm. So that's really good, too. Because of the fact that they work with so many people on their flex bars, they know a lot about bike setup, especially when it comes to the cockpit area. Makes sense. Cockpit. Cockpit.
1: (laughs) He's just waiting to make a joke about that one. (laughs) Cockpit
0: Cockpit um, So yeah So Stuart Baylor What does that mean For 2015 um, Most likely He's not going to have The KTM ride That he has now So is he going to be Factory somewhere I don't know Ampros obviously Seems like a good fill Super close to those guys Ridden You know Probably rides with Randy Hawkins yeah. And that crew a lot anyway Seems that way um, So does that mean That Grant Baylor May get his spot Awkward like, Would that be awkward <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, are they just kind of like brothers enough to where they're just, just like, like whatever. whatever? Yeah, like, cool. Whatever, you, bro. You got the KTM spot this year. Um, you know, they'll fit on all my old bikes. They're, yeah. Those parts <laughs> will just fit on all my old bikes, so.
1: I don't know. I'm sure they're totally cool about it. I mean, I they grew up so. together and they've got to be.
0: I think about Big Stu, and he's so laid back and cool and chill about it. Like, I don't I don't think he would have, like, I don't think he would make it awkward either. Like, yeah. Like, I kind of think even if... Stu and Grant maybe did make it awkward that Stu would like come up behind him and slap him on the back of the head <laughs> yeah. and be like, guys, cut it shut out. Shut up. We're, both yeah. ra- we're racing dirt bikes. Let's do this. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So, They're know. a good family. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, I, for some reason, I think Craig DeLong's probably going to be the next factory Husky rider. It would be cool to see him and Andrew together on a team. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I was thinking that Grant Baylor might be a good snag yeah. for Husky to go to the XE1.
1: KTM lets him go.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that that would be like <laughs> if if for some reason the deal wasn't good. Enough, right. Right. If somebody yeah. offered more. Um, so yeah, we were talking about Andrew DeLong. I think he's. I think he could be on the podium this weekend. Yeah. I don't know about the wind. because Caleb Russell has just been so dominant, and I know talking with Caleb Russell, he's very upset with his performance at the TKO, um, at the Enduro Cross, and at the national Enduro, very disappointed with his performance. So are we going to see, if is there going to be a little bit of blood in the water yeah. for him on that? Like, he's just like, I gotta, I, you know, I gotta raise my stock back up again. Yeah. Kind of a thing. Like he just feels like, I don't think this is the case, but I think he feels like people are just kind of like, eh, you know, he was good. Then <sighs> look how bad he's done in these other events. Yeah. It's like, but no,
1: I think people got to realize too, which I'm sure it's harder for him to, to see it. Cause he's just down on himself. Cause I mean, right. we all are our biggest critics, but, um, that's totally different style racing than GNCCs. I mean, like even Josh was saying yeah. earlier, GNCCs are so so different than those style of things. So it's like you got to give them a little bit of break.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, he's and you can tell rip the GNCC. how well Caleb Russell did at the TKO, mm-hmm. at the Enduro Cross, and at the National Enduro. That was a little bit of specific practice. Yeah. That he would be competing in the top, the top five easy. Yeah. Um, and that's because he's a talented dirt bike racer. So I don't think he has any reason to think that he had poor performances. Right. And that people think less of him now as a racer. Yeah. Um, I think of people, I, I, the way I look at it is I look at him with more value. Yeah. Because, because of the because fact he did that he's, cool not, he's not the guy that's like, oh, I just raced gnt <laughs> yeah. or I just wasted. I'm not
1: going to get hurt out at that TKO.
0: Yeah. Right, I'm going to go trash this bike and have a grand old time and <laughs> yeah. make fun of it like, Wah! So, um, yeah, Russell, we talked about a lot of that stuff. Yeah. That's good. Nailing it. That's good. <laughs> I can't, anytime you do okay, so watch the, listen to the Paul X show a lot. I, I really enjoy that show. It's it's good. And then I listen to DMXS, all that stuff. It's great stuff. The Devin Gibbs, once they got rid of tits, uh, not got rid of, once he wanted to go to school more and spend a little more time with his family, so he stopped doing the Paul Pamek show but still does the Fly Racing Moto 60 show, they got this other guy in, the producer, Devin Gibbs. And uh, every time, I was like, "Yeah, how's it going? Killing it!" Like he's like <laughs> killing it. Like he just all he says, and like not all, but still, that's what it feels like. And they like, what no,
1: I'm saying uh, it. now." And
0: you're just over there saying it. And I'm just like,
1: "God, <laughs> we just you can't get away
0: from it." <sighs> oh, I'm like...
1: sorry, I didn't know that guy already had claim to that.
0: Well, I mean, you can. I, you're cuter. So. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I, guess. I don't that. know. I'd never seen him. Yeah, well, <laughs> I've listened to him, and I'm just going to say that I think that I'm more attractive. Fair enough. Is that egotistical? Is that shitty? No. All right. Back that's to- confident. That's good. <laughs> 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 back to dirt bikes. So, Argentina coming up with the ISDE. There's one person that I wanted to talk about Trevor Bollinger, 10th uh, at the National Enduro this past weekend. He's come to other National Enduros that have been on the East Coast, done really, really well. Um, I would have liked to have seen him out of the National Enduro. I'm sorry, at the Enduro Cross. Okay. Um, but I know that that's technical, and I know that he's very privateer right now, so probably parts worried about trashing his bike. Understandable, yeah, yeah, especially definitely. at Enduro Cross. Um, he has a GoFundMe account that you guys can um, help him out with his ISDE uh, preparation. It's going to be about 15 grand to 20 yeah, grand for those guys to get over there.
1: On yeah. their dime.
0: Yeah, and unfortunately, I could say he's just had some really bad luck. It doesn't seem like he's gotten much support. People don't want to give him – I don't know if people are just choosing not to give him support um, or what the deal is. But I would say, as C-Time fans, if you guys could go check it out, you can just go, go search for GoFundMe and Trevor Bollinger, um, and, and that will come up. Or you could go to GoFundMe.com slash A-X-0-O-N-W there's a lot going on there I did drop a link in the chat room um, and I'll post up more about it tomorrow I have shared it on seat time uh, we did donate $50 I-, I know that that's not a lot but it- it's w- it's what we can do um, and so we could just give what we can to help those guys out um, I would love if it hadn't been for us picking up the Enduro Cross um, I was trying to talk with Auntie about really trying to figure out a way that we could raise you know, a, a good portion of money um, but now that we've got so much other stuff going on in Baja Rally it's just I, I just don't have the time it's unfortunate but it's what it is so if you guys can get out there and help out we know it'll make things a lot better for everybody else so gofundme.com slash ax zero o n w uh please go support trevor bollinger um he is going to be on the junior team so our junior team is going to be the baylor brothers as of right now i mean hopefully stewart's injuries yeah he's ready to go grant's looking great right now it's going to be awesome uh so trevor bollinger and justin jones justin jones is a west coast guy um, Argentina. This is going to be a West coast fish yeah. style race, I yeah. would think. So I think he's going to be pretty good. maybe maybe the guiding light on that junior trophy team, honestly. Got to be.
1: Um, I mean, we were kind of talking before the show. I didn't – that name did not recognize right. anything to me. Yeah. But uh, you told me a lot about stuff that he has done yeah, he's in the West a, Coast. He's a works and, racer
0: uh, and in Baja. He's yeah, Baja Definitely Baja fit Baja for the team, I think. Yeah. So, that will so, be cool. I think, he's, I think if he could take the time to give everybody some some tips and tricks, because yeah. he was actually out at Taylor Roberts' like kind of like two-day ISDE training that they did over in Arizona out of his house. Um, he was out there, and you know, kind of with everybody. So it was unfortunate that a lot of the East Coast guys couldn't go because yeah. that would have been great for them to be out there uh, learning with, with the likes of those. Now the World Trophy team, um, everybody knows Mike Brown. Mike Brown's an awesome dude, um, great rider, F- tons of respect for him. 2014 he is the team captain um, and i i could say i don't think i would say i have a problem with that i just think i would say that that seems like a very strange choice he is not a, a talkative social person um, and i just i don't see him being an outgoing enthusiastic person that's going to try to amp people up i just don't see that yeah I in the think- mike brown that i've met and the mike brown that yelled at me on twitter I think he's
1: more of like a um,
0: a sensitive grandfather.
1: Yeah. Like, a- like he's going to be like, all right, guys, this is what we need to do and be like kind of more serious, which I mean, I totally understand what you're saying, but I think they gave it to him because of his, he's older than the rest of the guys. Seniority.
0: Seniority, a little a bit more
1: mature. He's done them so, so many times. He's done so much that he's kind of got the mentality and probably knows how to talk to the writers to get them in the right mindset. Right, maybe not so much amplify. That might, you know, be Taylor Roberts' job. Yeah, I, I, I personally but, think
0: that Taylor Roberts would have been a better choice for team captain, um, but obviously not my decision. People that know more than me that do into this <laughs> kind of stuff are the ones that pick this, and I, I'm just kind of going off of what I've seen and right, yeah, and then talking with some other people too that are on the teams um, on some of the club teams um, mm-hmm. that have been a lot. And have kind of interacted with Mike and interacted with a lot of the other uh a lot of a lot of the other racers, yeah, so I think Taylor Robert is probably our best chance for an overall win um i I really do think that that's what he wants this year
1: uh, um, I don't see why I
0: couldn't yeah, get it and he's gonna be on that five hundred that oh. <laughs> luck. I can feel your fear. Oh my gosh. Like, your, within your face, I can feel your fear. I think that's going to be awesome. And that's the bike that he won the OMA in Sturgis on. Oh, sick. Where, you know, people tried to crash a Harley on the show, which was awesome. <laughs> Steven, you remember that? Oh, yeah. That was a good time. That was awesome. Charlie Mullins, how's he going to hold up?
1: Yeah, they, back to what we're saying. Hopefully that won't be his first race back.
0: I know. But I mean, if it
1: is, I guess he'll be
0: it. seems like there's time, for it. you know, two months. But yeah. I have no idea. I, I, I never had the injuries and the surgeries and stuff that he's had to have. Me neither. So how is he going to kind of re- uh, recover once he starts riding and things go from there? Yeah. Um, Zach Osborne and Thad Duvall. Um, what bike is Zach Osborne going to be on? October first. I have texted him so many times. October first is when he gets to announce the new team that he's on. Okay. For 2015, and the rumor is that it is a brand that is going to be more okay. With him doing some of the off road stuff that he does, awesome makes me think KTM yeah. or Husky, <laughs> yeah. And since is new, and they have, they probably need a 250 rider. Um, it's going to be Zach Osborne and Davalos on the Rockstar Husky team with Jason Anderson being their 450 mm-hmm. rider. So then that means that he would be uh, a Husky rider for when he for like the ISDE yep. and some of the other kind of off GNCC events and stuff like that. He did tell me that he will that he is not going to be. Able to do any more than he has done in the past. Ah, oh, booger. So it's not like a just because he's going to be riding for a team he's that does support like more off road stuff. Half off road. He's the right. Same. It's just that it. I think this sets him up for an awesome transition because just think if he mm. can say say it's Husky, we'll go with Husky. Say he rides for Husky in two fifties. he it's to stay on a four fifty with them, and then can transition into an off road career after that and be the next Mike Brown. Yeah, you know, twenty more years. Of uh, racing off road. I think that would pretty be genius. pretty spectacular if that works out for him. Yeah. But Thad Duval, what he's done really good at past ISDE, mm-hmm. at past ISDEs that he's been to. Um but he just I don't think he's had the year that he wanted to have this year. So I wanna know where his head's at. Yeah. Going into this. Like is he how's he gonna be able to do over there?
1: Yeah, and you know, I follow him on social media and stuff and uh hasn't been much talk it seems like about ISDE. Yeah, I mean, that I say kid. He's older than me, I think. Um, he has lots of I mean, they do lots of other activities, you know, fishing and
0: a lot of hunting. hunting
1: and a lot all of that hunting. kind of stuff. <laughs> if so you follow
0: Instagram, it's like a mean, lot of I mean, like
1: Josh was saying, you got to have fun, too. So I wonder, yeah, where his head is. I mean, I'm sure he's had a refreshing summer break to come back into racing and get serious again.
0: Yeah. But uh, it would be interesting. I, just, I hope that he has the same performances that he has in the past because the performances he, he has had in the past have been very... Uh, helpful In the placements that we have gotten um, at the ISDE, but I know that they're going for the win this year. I mean, they want that win. You know, I mean, obviously, Kirk Caselli really wanted that win um, last year, and they weren't able to get it. And so that was going to be his goal for this year with working with the team. And now with his passing, I think that, I mean, they won it three I, times. Yeah,
1: more. that's what I was going to say.
0: You know, they want to stand up there, they want to raise that trophy up and just, stri- you know, stretch it to the sky. Yeah. And just be like, boom, there you go, buddy. It's for you. It's right? for you. Aw. So I know that that's what they want, and I know, I know that they've put a lot of effort and thought into the right team. Yeah, I so think they've like, got yeah, a really strong team. Yeah, you have to trust that because yeah. those guys do know a lot more about this kind of <laughs> racing and, and how you choose this. Um, and, and I have had a chance to talk with Auntie a little bit, and this isn't the, the end of the growth um, and the effort that KTM is willing to put into the ISDE effort. Um, it's just that since he's taken over like the past two or three years, they pretty much had a plan and it was like, all right, we're going to do X now that X is done. We're going to add to it. And then this is going to be the new X mm-hmm. for this year. And they're going to do so now that they've got three years under their belt of this kind of building, they re- we're going to see a lot more support kind of come in. And, and from what I understand as well, there's going to be, the funding is going to be able to be better um, because they're going to be able to fund the whole team all team efforts a lot more than they have in the past. That would be awesome. Um, so that's the idea That'll anyway more... and what they're trying to have happen. Yeah. So Let's see what's going I think Thad needs to ride with faster people on a more regular basis. He pulled Leon, Lane up close to his speed but I think he's hurt himself in the process. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think he would benefit from riding with I, know I competitors. I know, I
0: would benefit from riding with faster people because yeah. I'm slow.
1: You're not slow.
0: But I'm not fast.
1: Pretty decent. I don't know. <laughs> Faster than me, so.
0: Hey, hey. Um, no, I would completely agree with that, that it's great. Yeah. There were times like Cole Kirkpatrick would take me riding, and it was awesome. I mean, I, I felt like I gained, you know, so much knowledge and speed just of a, a day off yeah. of riding with someone I mean, that you, leaps and bounds better than I me. I think
1: you definitely will, and we've always said... Uh, I mean, me growing up racing and stuff, Cooper's always pushed me to ride faster classes. And when you're faster than that class, you move up. You go yep. to another fast class. I mean, that's how you learn. That's how you get faster. So, yeah, that's a really good comment that he needs to be riding with.
0: Yeah. I wonder, though, with who the, would it be? Because does he have – is he a good friend? With his, so he's on a Honda. Will he ride with Chris Bach? I mean, they're not on the same Honda team.
1: No. I, I mean, he's friends with, like, the KTM boys. He's friends with Strang ashburn all them i mean and the thing is is that is fast wicked fast he can easily be the fastest guy on the track he's just got to learn to control it for a whole entire race a bad
0: that was it yeah and bad...
1: uh, I, I forget
0: yeah it's been a while though we haven't seen i him know he's in a while, he's so. really
1: i think improved on that but uh he can be fast he's just gotta go fast for the whole
0: race go fast for the whole race wreck yeah well that's a good, so, comment, yeah, good comment i appreciate you dropping that into the chat room well cool well, uh, we'll go ahead and start wrapping her up. If you guys have any other stuff that you want us to discuss, drop it in the chat room while you're there. Um, Jordan, before I kind of go through some of the rigmarole of uh, of, of, of uh, you know, the house cleaning, if you will, towards the end of the show, what are, what are you up to these days? Tell people how they can find out about you and where they can be uh, up with you. You can
1: find me social media at M I M-I-L 98 Milf? Nope. Oh. Just an M-I-L. oh leave off that last letter please you won't find me there yeah. <laughs> <I will be laughs> that's for sure be other um, yeah um all social media is that away um i've really just been up to school um getting kind of back into writing a little bit had fun writing uh we get talked about if uh we do yeah if we definitely get in my bucket i literally my hands are bruised y'all um if we get to go to Northern Endurocross, uh, maybe race an Endurocross or two. That would be cool.
0: Denver. Would be the smart one to do it because we could. You guys could actually drive there and yeah. in throughout one night. You would right have to like
1: we wouldn't have to miss an exam or something with class and get back for school. So a lot of school mostly, and uh, maybe start riding a little bit here and there. I
0: think that's a good idea. I'm looking forward to it. The Baja Rally is coming up for me, so that's going to be intense. Um, be on the lookout for the logo. So we're doing obviously going to be doing a lot of filming. Um, our good buddy Brian Vorl from Vorl Designs is working on the logo currently. Um, so excited to see that uh, as it's kind of working through all of its different iterations. Uh, yeah, and then after that, it, well, who knows? Hopefully we get a chance to do more Enduro Crosses. Um, and if that's the case, then October and November are booked. Yep. And we will see you all come <laughs> December. See you Christmas. It is going to be crazy intense, man. It yeah,
1: is- that schedule is... Insane.
0: Yeah. And I think they somebody said they went from eight events to twelve next year. Woo.
1: Maybe some more on the East Coast? I don't know. I, I don't know.
0: I'll have to see this. I have I I don't know if that means the schedule's been released or people are just talking about what yeah. they heard or all that kinds of stuff. But yeah, I guess we could do a little bit more research. Now that we know people. Yeah. Hey. We could find some stuff out. I don't know. Well, cool. So Seat Time, you can find us at SeatTime.co. That is the website. That is where all the shows are archived and put up all the press releases. And any, Sometimes we put up some fun pictures and stuff like that too. Of course, that's a good place to check. If not, Facebook, Facebook.com slash Seat Time. That's where we get super social. Lots of posting that goes on there. Of course, pictures is random stuff there. Uh, Twitter, Twitter.com slash Seat Time underscore CO. Change it up a little bit there with that underscore, but I know you guys can figure it out. That's the good place. That's where we get to banter back and forth with you all. No holds barred. And uh, just, uh, you know, take a couple random pictures, maybe feel like it's Snapchat, do something dirty. Who <laughs> knows? It's Twitter, man. You did your
1: first Snapchat with the Cross. I did.
0: And we didn't even get one back. <laughs> what is that called? Like, what What happens when some, does somebody snap you back? Let's
1: yeah. See. You get a snap back, but we did not get a snap back. Is,
0: this, is that anything like a snapback hat?
1: No. Unless we were wearing a snapback hat, which we were not.
0: You would be snap back while yeah. snap back?
1: Snap in a snapback hat
0: we just create something new? Is that a thing? That's it, a can thing. Can it
1: be a thing? Start sending us your snaps and your snapback hats.
0: You're going to get some weird <laughs> pictures of J-Milled. Not me. <laughs> J-Mill 87.
2: What is it? 98. J-Mill I don't know. He doesn't even were care. You were born in
1: 98? No, that's my number.
0: I know. But you don't know. it just makes me it just
1: No, I'm not born ninety eight. <laughs> <laughs> Good grief. I just caught that. Ninety
0: two. <laughs> This is awesome. <laughs> I am 22. It's not I'm 22. I ought to be 22 again. No, I don't want to go back for those times. Those were bad times. Um, of course, we are on Instagram, so you can find us there. Seat time. That's a good spot, actually, because now that we've been out, out and about a little bit more, we've been doing some more pictures of different riders, um, fun videos from the broadcast that we've been yeah. doing. So a lot of fun there, for sure. Um, of course... If you guys haven't realized, we do have some great, great supporters of C Time. So if you're if if you're like, man, my suspension sucks, I need to get it worked on. Stillwell Performance. So you can go search for Alan Stillwell's um, commentary on his four CS. What they've been doing with the four CS forks um, that come on the KTM's and the Husqvarnas. Awesome, awesome work that those guys offer there. Um, and they've done work on my bikes. Uh, the they make their own pistons. They do a lot of their own valving and stuff. And, and I don't know the magic. I'm not. That, believe me, that is not my realm. Um, but you can go back to the episode where we have "Ask Alan Anything." That's the title of it, and he goes on and on. And he, it. Believe me, that will sell you on it. I cannot do what he says justice. Um, but still, performance dot com. Best thing to do: shoot them an email, call them up, tell them you heard about them on Seatime, and you want to know more. And that's your in right there. After that, you know they're going to take care of you and do everything that's going to make you have better suspension. So. Oh, it looks like works at Glen Helen. So here we go. Taylor Roberts is going to be doing works at Glen Helen. Then he's going to do Sea to Sky in Turkey. And the Sea to Sky, I believe that's a Red Bull event. Um, Sweet. So I don't know if that is prior to Denver Endurocross.
1: Well, they do um, have like a month break because it's not until October.
0: Yeah, so. October 4th. So yeah, that could be all going on then. So works at Glen Helen. And then a Sea to Sky in Turkey. A Sea to Sky is always cool. I like the video. Like the I've archives they do that. after that. Yeah, it's really neat. I need to check that it's out. It's literally one of those, like, you, you start at the beach mm-hmm. and you run to your bike and where you finish is at the top of a mountain. Oh, sick. So it's literally like, it's like sea, sea to Sky. sky. Yeah. Genius. Marketing People right are there. smarter than us and I'm <laughs> okay with it. Yay! <laughs> um, Yeah, what else? <laughs> oh. Snowshoe. I think snowshoe is going to be my arrive and ride experience. Next so year? So kr performancecom Check them out. Arrive and ride program. Snowshoe. Because what I think is going to happen is my dad just bought um, a motorhome. I mean, like, literally, it came home today. <laughs> 2015 <laughs> home. Uh, Thor Outlaw C-Class. Um, so it's a 29-footer. It's got the garage. Um, it's got, like, a slide-out and everything in it. Um, and so I think we're going to talk about doing that like oh, driving up sweet. there for that event and then kind of pitting with those guys and everything so that could be because i I've, that's the event i want to do I, i've talked about it a million times that's about being there race. in the past and stuff if you ever. like to
1: be beat up that is a great race Oh,
0: well, i mean i hang out with you enough
1: <laughs> such a violent person she's always like shut up
0: <laughs> i know it's it's, it's these just,
1: noodle yeah. arms can punch really hard uh-oh hey, what <laughs> yeah you did i caught that
0: oh did i say caleb Ramsey? yeah
1: instead of caleb russell right. that's okay you said it fast enough i mean we've said yeah. worse <laughs> yeah we've, we've said, said worse way live.
0: worse apparently live <laughs> so go us
1: and we mispronounce a lot more names. It
0: <laughs> yeah it, it's kind of nuts how mean people can be <laughs> when you make little mistakes like saying tara instead but of tara, tara. i'm sorry Colton, hacker, hacker instead of hacker i mean it's as if you murdered somebody's firstborn child. <laughs> How mean people get. They are mean.
1: They're harsh. So,
0: suck it, world. They,
1: they don't understand a Texas accent that sometimes you just can't pronounce those names correctly.
0: That's what I'm going to Some of us.
1: Yeah. That's my excuse anyways for my ignorance.
0: Yeah. All right. Episode 140. Jordan Bailey. Brian Pierce, you guys know where to find me if you want to look me up. I'm at Woody B Pierce everywhere. It's easy enough for all of you guys. Thank you very much for paying attention to Time. Remember fly racing, stillwell performance, KR4 performance with their arriving ride program and fast Company, all great supporters of Time, and we would love it if you would go check them out, learn more about them and tell them that we said hi. We'll be back next Tuesday. What are we going to talk about? GNCC and my trip to Washington DC.
1: So hopefully someone will come hang out with you in Washington, D.C. Hopefully. That you can talk about. Hey, there we go. Let's do that.
0: Make that shit happen. (laughs) Contact me. Let's hang out in D.C. That's almost awkward.
1: That is a little creepy, but you don't have a 1-800 number. So you should be okay. Let's hang out
0: in Washington, (laughs) D.C. All right. This has been State Time. Remember, always enjoy a pint full of awesome, and we'll see you next Tuesday. See ya.